I'm Carrie Brett, and this is Shot at Love. Too often, we default to victim mode when dating, and falling into this mindset hurts our results. Today's guest is Jill Sylvester, and she's a licensed therapist and author of Trust Your Intuition. Jill will help us avoid staying stuck, feeling bad about our past mistakes, and how to find confidence in our abilities. Summer is a time to be out dating, and there's no reason to hold ourselves back. Why are we waiting months, weeks, or days to find love? Jill will share how she helps her clients realize the time is now, and most importantly, how to change your mindset. Because when you change how you feel about yourself, everything changes. When we come back, Jill will discuss the power of setting intentions, manifestation, and trusting your intuition. You won't want to miss it, so stay tuned. Jill Sylvester is a licensed mental health counselor, speaker, host of the podcast, Trust Your Intuition, and author of the book, Trust Your Intuition, 100 Ways to Transform Anxiety and Depression for Stronger Mental Health, and author of the young adult novels, The Land of Blue and Devon Dream Agent Series. Her work deals with themes of personal growth and development, along with choice, intuition, and energy. Jill teaches by focusing on your power, raising the standards for your life, you can ultimately affect the world around you. In her private practice, she has successfully guided thousands of client sessions towards stronger health, wellness, and transformation. Jill's passion is helping others see past the darkness to find the light. I was recently interviewed on Jill's podcast, Trust Your Intuition, about my summer dating tips, and everyone should listen to it. She had the best questions and is the best interviewer. We're going to take that discussion further today. So without further ado, welcome Jill Sylvester. Hi, Carrie. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for being here. Tell the listeners a little bit about your background and why you became so interested in trusting your intuition or how trusting your intuition has helped you in your life. Well, I woke up to my intuition, you know, let's just say for the record, everybody's got intuition, right? We all have it, some degree to another. Um, For me, I woke up to it when I was pregnant with my first child, and it was like a rock your world kind of waking up to intuition. So I know I've always had it. I was always into dreams. I was always into synchronicity, things like that. Um, But then, you know, that's when it was just like, okay, this is going to be something in my life. And I wasn't quite sure how that would take shape. But eventually, you know, fast forward, I went back to school to become a counselor so that I could use it in session with people, meaning using my intuition to guide them, teaching them how to use their own intuition to trust their own voice. And then I went on to write to write books about the subject as well, because both my fiction and my nonfiction books all deal with the subject. Okay. The other thing that you're totally into is manifestation. And you knew you would always be a therapist and you were put on this earth to help others. And you had that inner knowing and that inner knowing really drove the manifestation of it working because you never doubt that you could do it. You never doubt that you would be good at it. You just were naturally successful at it. Did you learn to trust in yourself early on so that you can manifest things? Or did you even think about it? Absolutely not. I don't even think I knew how to trust myself until I was, you know, much older, like into my 30s. Um, I actually didn't plan on being a therapist, always known I was a writer and a communicator. Um, Looking back, I think counseling is a natural fit for me, just just 
based on I love one-on-one conversations with people. Um, but manifesting my practice, per se, and manifesting my work was a matter of really starting to mold and shape the law of attraction, one of my favorite subjects, and start to you know think about what I wanted to have. I don't know if you know the story, actually, but it was my husband who said, why don't you go to uh, this office in our town where you could see yourself having a practice and drive up to the building on your birthday, get your muffin and your tea like you're going to work. Um, and this is, you know, I've been home with my kids and I, you know, hadn't been in the workforce for a couple of years and act like you work there. And I did. I felt like a complete fool. Um, it was before, you know, the workday even started. I went I acted like I got out, went up to the door, like I was going to work there. I was going to have my own office and my little practice and all that. And lo and behold, I think it was about a year later, the owner of the building asked if I would like to work there. And I started working there for years. And then after the pandemic, they closed it. And now I'm in my home office. But you get the point. It, it worked. It totally worked. Yeah. Well, I did that when I got my job at The Improper. I told the publisher that he would be hiring me and I wasn't leaving without a job. Love that. <laughs> but I Love wanted that. it. I wanted it so badly. And I think you can will things that you want in your life. Mm -hmm. And I interviewed you two years ago and I can't believe how much pain and suffering people have been going through yeah. in the past two years. And I went back, I listened to the episode that I interviewed you, and I thought, this is unbelievable information. I can't believe how good your book is. And, Thank you. And we started the episode with Hold On, because that was one thing that I took away from Trust Your Intuition, that you can have things so out of control in your life, but... There are tools and there are ways to navigate it, and it will change. Mm. It will get better. Can you share some of your advice? I wonder if your advice has changed around holding on now that the fallout is happening from the pandemic for so many people. Yeah, I mean, depression, anxiety for, you know, kids, for adolescents, for adults, is it's off the charts. It's off the charts. We, we haven't even really begun to measure the implications of it, you know, right. affecting people on so many levels. So the guidance still stands in terms of the first step is always to hold on. Panic attacks are through the roof. Like mm. anxiety is just, everybody's got it. I said this morning on my own podcast, like we all have a mood disorder right now. Like we all have anxiety. We're all over the place. You know, there's just so much information coming at us that is difficult and heavy and dense and the world is still beautiful. So it's this constant yo-yo, up and down, all, you know, just, just really, really heavy. So holding on is the first step for us all, meaning we have to drop an anchor when we start to feel the panic, when we start to feel overwhelmed, when we start to feel like we cannot see a way through this darkness with this collective consciousness, you know, uh, that's, that's happening here. Um, we have to stop and just take a breath, and just recognize this too shall pass, regroup, and start to think about the next best step, not, not the whole picture. How do we get there? Right. What is going to look like in six months? Right now, how do we find joy? And that might be going to get a drink of water because you haven't had a drink in a, you know, a couple of hours and you're feeling dehydrated. Like 
forget the news, forget the world. Like, what do you need in this moment? So holding on is about getting very present and thinking right now in real time, not in our heads, what do we need to do to find joy and take the next step forward? That's good. And it's that taking action and that movement forward. And that's how I saved myself. One swipe and one day at a time and one date, one new pair of jeans, whatever that kept me going. Mm -hmm. And you're a big believer in action and setting intention. And if you set the intention, then something's going to happen. And you have powerful tools around setting intentions in your book and you believe you believe it can happen so can you share some of your tools around setting intention yeah I think the main thing is you got to plug in every single day like we can't just keep it like this you know this construct that we only think about once in a while when we're desperate like having having a goal having a mission having a want has to be fed every single day. It's just like working out. We wouldn't work out once in a while and expect to see results. If we want something to happen, then we need to plug into it every day. So if your intention is to write a book, then every single day, what are you doing to make that happen? If your intention is to meet somebody, then what are you doing every single day to make that happen? Now, that doesn't mean necessarily going on a date every single day, but it might mean going and getting your hair cut you know, and getting yourself primed and ready. So when you get that call, you feel great. Maybe it's going to get a nice outfit. Maybe it's making sure that you are, you know, keeping up to date on the latest places to go. It doesn't matter what it is, but if it aligns and connects to the goal, that's really all it is. Sometimes it's just plugging into the little things and sometimes it's a big thing, but it's it's aligning with that force that you want to happen. Right, right. Get new headshots. That changes the energy. Mm-hmm. Invest in yourself. And the summer is a great time to be out dating. And people often hold themselves back and they don't give themselves a chance. How do you help people flip the script or change the narrative around the storylines that they tell themselves? Action. You know, you said it a moment ago. It's It's got to be action. What are they doing to move forward? Not just, I really want to meet somebody, but I haven't updated my dating profile. It's like, what are we waiting for? Right, right. How do we do that today? Like you said, the headshots. Have you gotten your headshots done? Did you make an appointment? Maybe your action today is just to call you and make an appointment and get that set up. Maybe that's it for today. That's okay. But you're doing something to move yourself forward because too often we get in our heads and we think about you know the negative implications and what could go wrong versus what can go right. So we have to say, okay, the one thing I can control today is I'm setting up a headshot appointment. I am going and getting those new jeans I want. I am going to make sure my skin looks the best it can feel, whatever it is for you. But we're doing something because the universe feels that. That's a ripple. That's, that's moving you forward because you're basically saying, not only am I saying I want something, but I'm backing it up with action. Oh, I love that. And I like the analogy of the gym because I do the little check-in, you know, how many times did I check in this month? And I use it just as a way to say, okay, well, this month I did this and this month I didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. But Whatever it is, like keep a journal or keep a chart of all the connections that you made or all the dates, all the positives. You really got to focus on the positives rather than what's not working. How do you help your clients get over the lack-minded thinking? And you said you hear it all the time, like who would date me? And 
and how do you, people stop saying that to themselves or believing this because it's not true and that there's someone for everyone? Yeah, I think we need to focus a lot more. We need to flex the muscle on focusing on what is right about ourselves. So often I find in my work with people, it comes down to the worthy factor. And when we can focus on that subconscious belief of that we are worthy of the person we want to meet, the experiences we want to happen, have happen, then that's what can dislodge this obstacle per se of of you know that thing that's in our way of obtaining what we want to obtain so i like to keep it simple about you know am i closer to my goal today or am i further away so like you said about exercise if we're not exercising and we want to lose weight then if we didn't exercise today we are further away from that goal and it can be very concrete very black and white you answer it with a yes or a no. And when you can focus on that, that puts you in the driver's seat. It's less about, oh, nobody's calling me. Oh, you know, I haven't had a date in a while. It's what am I doing to get closer to that goal? And if I'm not, then it's on me. And, you know, am I focusing on the things that I do right and what I can bring to a relationship, what I can bring to a situation? That's what you need to focus on because otherwise that's also a ripple. You're putting out into the ether something that's negative. It's saying that, you know, I'm probably not worthy of this happening. Right. So you have to do the work on the worthiness piece. Yeah. And, and that is also combined with consistency and follow through. Mm-hmm. And knowing that you're worthy of this regardless of what's happening. Because we all have these days that just... You wake up and you feel like everybody's against you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like nothing's working. But if you do the work around worthiness, it will eventually line up for you. Love will show up. Yeah. So are there any tips that you would give people around working on the worthiness piece? Yeah, I am a huge fan of affirmations. So if you are a person who, and you know, you know, you know within yourself if you're a person who believes that you're worthy of something or believes that you think about you know, positive things about yourself or negative things, when you can get really honest with yourself, that's when you can change the narrative. So for example, if you have you know, the gremlin thought in your mind, I'm a loser, and that's what you think about in your head, then you are emitting a vibe that you are not worthy of creating whatever it is you want to create. So you have got to get, one, honest with yourself, and two, you have to focus on rewriting that narrative. So if I'm a person who's thinking I'm a loser then I would write on an index card, I've got it going on. I've got this. Things are happening in my favor. Things are changing. Maybe you write 10 of those. Maybe you just write one. But you have it where you can see it so that you are constantly reinforcing that running commentary in your head because it is there and you want to do this proactively. So maybe you say, I've got it going on 25 times every time you brush your teeth in the morning and night. Hopefully you're doing that, especially if you want to go out and get a date. So you are focused on those two things, you know, those times during the day where you are proactively saying, I've got it going on so that when someone doesn't swipe on your picture, doesn't call you, or doesn't follow up on a date, that instead of defaulting to I'm a loser, you're saying, I've got it going on. Next. I love that. Move on. It's so good. How great would it be to find the love of your life, the man of your dreams? 
Do you believe online dating would work if you had the right tools to be successful? Well, I have exciting news. I've created your best shot at love masterclass. I cannot wait to share with you what's worked for me in my life and for many of my clients that have helped over the years. If you enroll in this class, you have a winning mindset and believe in getting help before you start something new. If you're ready to see changes in your dating life and want to take action, check out my free webinar at shotatlove.co. If you decide you're going to choose another path, that you're worth it and you're willing to enroll in the masterclass, you can also register at shotatlove.co. I designed this masterclass specifically for you to be successful. Please know that everything you're going to learn in these nine modules and six coaching calls has been carefully curated for you so you can gain the success you truly want. I will be there for you the whole time. In the meantime, I wish you all the success and I can't wait to hear about your story of finding love. I'm Carrie Brett and I will be your mentor and friend through this incredible journey. And we all get tired. We do. It's it's human nature, mm-hmm. and we all lose confidence, and we all feel those feelings some days. And when I have those feelings about something, I'll always tell that to my boyfriend, and he'll always say, "Those feelings can change, and you can go. You know that's not the reality. Mm-hmm. Like you can build yourself back up, and that's just because life's hard, and it does knock you down." So you have to really work on the abundance-minded thinking. It's like going to the gym. You have to write it down, like you said. Change your words. I've got it going on. I love that. If he didn't swipe on me, oh, well. Thank you. Thank you, next. Thank you, next. Yep. So one of the things that happens to you when you're online dating is you can lose trust in yourself or your judgment. Because things can be a little out of whack sometimes, and you think someone's interested, and then they're gone. You know so much about your inner knowing and your intuition. Why should we lean into our intuition when dating? Oh, it's so rich with information. So, you know, we can get so sucked in with our ego on like, okay, that's the, the best person for me because they look a certain way, or they've got this, you know, credit, job credential, or they've got this status. And we get really sucked into that with our personality. So I'm a huge fan of giving clients homework assignment of checking in with your dreams. So for example, let's say you're dating a couple people or one person and you're just not sure and you think it might be skewed. I would ask the question before you go to sleep, like, is this the right person for me? Or am I getting blindsided or what? Have your notebook. This is like the coolest exercise and it works. Have the notebook by your bed, get up in the morning and write down the dream you had. Because more often than not, especially beginner's luck, the more often than not you will get up and you will have some piece of information about this person of why they're either right for you or wrong for you. And intuition can be just like that. You can make it fun and you get up and all of a sudden it's like a knowing within yourself, you don't have to explain it to anybody else. You're like, I need to go back out with this person even though I dissed them because I thought they were you know, not up to snuff or oh, I'm totally sucked into this person and they are not the right person for me. So I need to move on. Mm. It's, a, it's a really cool exercise. People get in that holding pattern too of they know it's not their forever person, but they can't make the move. Big time. Yeah. I see that all the time. That's one of the biggest questions people ask me or I've seen lately. And I'm like, why 
why are you wasting time? Mm -hmm. Because you're in this like placeholder pattern with someone who's not going to be long term. I don't know why people do that. Worthy. It's the worthy factor again. It is? Yeah. 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 It's a settling because there's, you know, some, again, running commentary saying, I don't know what else is out there if I let this go. Mm. What if I don't meet someone who's got this? And it keeps you stuck and it keeps you on a vibe of settling. And the question to ask yourself is, are you okay with that? Because, you know, if you get really real with yourself, that's when you can move mountains, when you can say, you know what, if I at least shut the door on this, I know a door or a window is going to open. It may not be tomorrow, but it will open, and it will be better than this. And I, that's one of the sweetest things, working with people when they trust their gut, or they finally come to that place where they trust their gut, and then that person appears down the road, and they're like, thank you that I, that I did that. That I made the move. Yeah, yeah. And that's an energetic block where yes. they hold ties to somebody else. Mm -hmm. You got to make that clean break mm -hmm. and get your mind and your heart and your energy all lined up. Well, think about it, Carrie, because you're either doing things, I talk about this all the time, it's keep it very simple. It's fear or love, it's light or dark. If we are staying stuck on a plane because we're not sure of something happening, that's fear, that's not love. When something is love and it's light filled, it's a yes. It's a yep, we're doing this, there's no question. And when it isn't, you got to examine that. What's, what's the reason? So when you can understand it's, mm, this is more fear-based than love, it gets much easier to make a decision to say, this is not the right choice for me. Right. And people stay in this roller coaster or this merry-go-round of pain mm -hmm. all the time. Yep. And when I see that, I think to myself, there's a piece of them that hasn't been healed, that enjoys the pain, yeah. because pain does not equal love. Right. It's that light and darkness thing that you're saying. Love is the purest form. It's not going to cause you pain every day. It's not going to cause you dysfunction. It's not going to cause you drama, heartbreak. So if you're experiencing that over and over again, that's the cue to listen to your intuition to make that shift. Mm -hmm. And people get knocked down. They don't feel good about themselves. They have setbacks. They have a lot of pain. It's hard to stay positive. And it's hard to not fall into the victim mode. This is the big one. And when you go into the victim mode, you will not see results. Why, in your opinion, is it just a matter of staying the course or staying away from the victim mode? Yeah, so we have to be, I found, we have to be a victim first in our life oftentimes to get to, it's the hero's journey, right? We, okay. we have to go through the darkness in order to see, you know, the light. So sometimes we have to endure that suffering. Everybody's version is, you know, different. Some people stay there longer than others. We have to trust the process and, and you know, that, that divine timing of how long it takes us to figure out, hey, I don't want to live like this anymore. But once you do that, it becomes very liberating for the next time that you find yourself there. Like you said, we all have bad days. happens all the time. That you can cut your losses and say, oh, I've been here too long. This is not working for me. And then make a choice to move in that direction. Right. So th that makes sense to me. So it's like to go through the victim piece, to go through the pain, to go through the heartbreak, that pain and that experience makes you strong enough to say, I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. And then you can make different choices. Mm -hmm. And if you make different choices, you can have different outcomes. Right. And you shift out of the victim to find love. But your why has to be strong. Your why really mm -hmm. has to be strong enough. Like, do I deserve this? Do I 
want this bad enough that I'm going to show up and put in the time every day yeah. until I get the results. Yeah. I think use that pain of the failed relationships or use that pain of heartbreak to catapult you forward to finding what you really want. Yeah. Yeah. Because we have to know what we don't want in order to create what we do. That's what I mean by the darkness. You have to go through the darkness to know light because you have to have those experiences so that it can, because you're shaping and molding. If you, if you step back out of your personality and your ego and you step back into that soul-like place, that, that higher self, you look down on what's happening, you are really creating. That's what you're doing. Even among the success, I mean, even among the, you know, the, the shit show that might be happening at the time, you're creating the success you want to have from the failure of the moment. You are creating and shaping and molding and sculpting what you want from the things you are realizing you don't want. And so that helps to empower you when you realize, wow, I'm in something that's just it's just killing me. It's just, it's, it's taking my spirit. It's, it's robbing me of joy. Okay, this is a good thing because now when you step back and look at yourself from that elevated viewpoint, you're able to see, I don't want this. I don't want this. I don't want a person like this. I don't want an experience like this. So you're actually creating and shaping the experience that you want to have, which if you trust the process and you show up every day and you work this, this, you know, this progression, you will get there. Yeah. So you have to figure out what you want by what you don't want right. while dating. Right. And the only way you're going to have a lot of opportunity to figure out all these things is showing up consistently yeah. and being committed to this journey. And it's not necessarily fun, but it gives you information and it gives you data that helps you find success. Yeah, I'm thinking of a success story of a person who uh, had a bad breakup and then she decided like she was going to date everybody and anybody and just go out all the time and meet all kinds of people and be totally open to new experiences and, and new conversations. And she met her person and it was very definitely her person. But she put herself from her sadness, she put herself in situations of just people she would have never considered going on a date with. You know, she just, she just, just opened herself up to new experiences. And that helped her weed out, again, what, what she didn't want. Yeah, I love that. And I think it's so much easier to date. Now, I was thinking about this because when I was on Tinder, people didn't put in their profile, like, looking for a long-term relationship. They didn't say that I'm looking for fun. That wasn't part of the equation. So I spent a lot of times going out on dates with people who were like, I'm just out having a good time. I'm like, great, I just paid, you know, 100 bucks for babysitter. This is awesome. So it was a lot more challenging for me. And I think people are pretty clear what they want. And I think it's important to, to be clear what you want and yeah. to state what you want. And don't settle. Take people for face value and don't try to be all things to all people or change others. How do you help people around that piece? Um, when I help people write their profiles, I'm helping them to get clear and honest and authentic about what it is they want to say, because I found a common denominator with people is that they write what they think other people are going to be attracted to, and they spend a lot of time tweaking and editing because they, they think that someone won't be attracted to them if they say they like to play board games, you know, mm. or they like to hike or wh whatever it is. But they're, they're living someone else's life. You can save yourself so much time when you get clearer on what it is. Now, having said that, 
we're not all clear from the get-go on what it is we want. We're always tweaking and editing and writing things and then going, okay, that's not exactly it. And then we change it up. So, so start somewhere. Just put it out there. It doesn't have to be perfect. So many people wait until their picture's perfect and their profile's perfect. Like, it's too much time goes by. And then they'll say, oh, it's been a month and I know I got to write this thing up. It's like, just put something down. And then next week, if you're like, oh, that's not really what I want to say, then go back and tweak it and get clearer and clearer. Because the more you do that, you're bringing that person to you. It's energy attraction. Yeah, I love that. And don't be afraid to put the things you love to do in that profile. And I feel like people just judge themselves way too much and worry too much about what people think. And I know you said it can take a lifetime to sometimes stop worrying about what other people think. And that worry is an energetic block. Mm -hmm. That worry is lack. That worry is unnecessary. And when you stop worrying, you can open your life up in such a positive way. And like the example you just gave of the person that you helped, one of your clients, who was like, I'm open to everything. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, and she had success, so that's why I'm sharing it. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So my last question is, you live your book, and, and you don't allow a negative thoughts to start your day. And you say you can't hold a negative thought and a positive thought at the same time. It's amazing how you know how to set the right vibe, you say the right words, and... Even if you're late, you're like, I'm on time. And you really work on the words you say to manifest the life that you want to live. Any great tips around how to live your book or some tips in your book that you found works really well in pulling in the life that you want? I think it's about avoiding perfection and the pressure on yourself to live there full time and understanding that Every day is an opportunity to get it right. And so whether it takes you five hours or five days or five weeks or five minutes to recognize that you're down in the rabbit hole and that you're not going to make things happen for you, as long as you catch it then, that's your moment to not overanalyze, not overthink it, not stop worrying and ruminating and beating yourself up about how long you were there, but to instantly say, oh, I did it again. I did it again. Okay, so what am I doing because of that? And that's how I'll do it. Like if I catch myself and I'm in a negative place or I'm thinking of something, I'll stop and say, oh, this is not the ingredients I want in my soup. So I am putting something else in there. I don't know what is in this moment, but I'm going <laughs> to figure it out. And when you do that, you start to shift the energy. It goes from like dead weight and density and heaviness to, okay, we're getting closer to solutions here. I don't know what it is, but we're moving closer. And then starts to present itself you know it's an energy you can feel it once you start doing it definitely and I love that lose the perfection yeah oh yeah way that, too much on us for perfection these days way too much yeah it's not real no it's not real at all no one's perfect yeah and so if you let your guard down and you're just more open and honest you'll connect in such an easier way with people I, I find it refreshing I, I I'm very attracted to people friends, workers, co-workers, just people at the grocery store who are just real. Yeah. Like they don't have to pretend or they don't have to button up and have it all perfect. Like that is not me. So that is definitely not what I attract. And, uh, and I, and I, 
don't want those ingredients in my soup. So I think it's refreshing. I, f- I think most people find it refreshing. I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming back on my show and sharing all of this amazing information around positivity, energy, and intuition. Where can people, you need to listen to my latest interview on her show, Trust Your Intuition, but where can people listen to your podcast, find out more about you on social media, find and order your books, any ways that they can find out more? So my website is jillsylvester.com and my books are on Amazon or in bookstores. Uh, again, I deal with uh, you know all these subjects in fiction and nonfiction for all ages. And I am at Instagram at Jill Sylvester, I believe, and um, just straight Jill Sylvester. And my podcast is Trust Your Intuition on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you can download podcasts. Awesome. Well, you are the best. I'm so grateful that you could come back today. Thank you. Thank you, Carrie, always. And for now, this week, Shot at Love dating tips that are inspired by our guest, Jill Sylvester. Number one. Say something positive every day to yourself that puts you in a positive vibration and in the driver's seat of your life. Number two, change the running commentary in your mind. If you are thinking in a less than stellar way about yourself, say to yourself, I've got it going on. Number three, stay in action mode. Are you heading further towards your goal or moving further away? Don't overthink it, just keep moving forward. I hope you found some of my tips helpful this week. This is what Shot at Love is here for. To help you find love. Keep up the commitment to yourself and commit to helping someone else by sharing this podcast. Shot at Love is now airing on iHeartRadio Live on Power Me Up Radio. Talk 24-7. Tune in to The Station with Heart on iHeart. Stay safe and stay tuned for more episodes. I'm Carrie Brett, and we'll see you next time.